This is the Countdown to Countdown Kickoff Podcast with your hosts, Dean Gutick, Jack Henry Sissio, Kyle DeSantis, and Jack Asello. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Countdown to Countdown to Kickoff Podcast. I'm Kyle DeSantis alongside Dean Gutick, Jack Henry Sissio, and Jack Asello. And we have a special guest for Cortica Week, Nithika running back Dante Garcia, guys. How are we all doing today? Really good. How about yourself? Hey. I'm doing pretty good. And I know for Cortica coming up this week, it's, it's something that really there's there's a, there's a big excitement in the air and it always comes around with Cortica. Again, there wasn't a Cortica last year. Last time it happened was in 2019. It'll be just shy of two years since the last Cortica took place. And overall, again, just that atmosphere is amazing. What What, what do you guys have to say about that? Well, Kyle, unlike yourself, I'm looking forward to my first Gordica game as a student here at the college. I mean, obviously, we didn't get to do that last year, so this is our first. But for people like Jack, Dean, and our good friend Dante, they've experienced it before, and I'm sure they're just as excited as we are. It just, it honestly feels great to see the Gordica jug again. Um, it's been two years. It's gonna, it's two more days. Those two years. Uh, since the last Cortica jug happened, the Bombers defeated the Red Dragons in MetLife Stadium. Two years later, we're back, and it, it just feels great, man. It, it just feels great, and I'm really excited for some Bomber football this upcoming Saturday, especially the Cortica jug. Yeah, to further what Dean said, uh, the time of the Cortica jug is always exciting. People have a little, little bit more energy when you see them around campus. In fact, today, like when, I was, when I was at the pub, uh, Dean was there with me for a little bit. Right after he left, uh, I was – I was shot on camera. I was doing a Cortica jug trivia thing for the, for, I think it was a ICTV. So that was fun. So lots of energy and lots of excitement for sure. And Dante, you were on the sidelines for that. Sorry for cutting you off. We're going to get you back on. What what was it like being on the field at MedLife for that game? Honestly, it was, it was surreal. You know, it was such a big moment, you know, as a kid being an athlete, you, you dream of those kinds of moments, you know, um, and to be in front of that many people and, and just to be in that environment, it, it, it was two years ago. And I, although it does feel like forever ago, it was such a big moment that I can, I can remember it like it was yesterday, you know? So to have this similar opportunity this weekend, it's just, uh, like you guys said, it's super exciting. And the, the, the boys, the boys in blue, we definitely feel it too, you know? And we are going to be talking about Cortica, but we just had a game on Saturday that we have to quickly recap for the Ithaca Bombers. They took down the Union Dutchman 26-7 to at Butterfield Stadium. Guys, what, what are your first impressions from that win for the Bombers? My impressions were, oh, thank, you. thank you, Dean. My impressions were that Bombers played pretty good football in all three phases of the game, offense, defense, and special teams, and they did exactly what they needed to do to beat undefeated, or I guess I should say previously undefeated Union at 8-0. Definitely a big bounce back from the loss to RPI the previous week. Dean? It feels great to see the Bombers get, in the, uh, get back in the win section, spoiling Union's um, undefeated season pretty much. This was a much-needed ga- uh, game for the Bombers. You know, you come off a heartbreaking loss to RPI, misfield, then you you clear your mindset. Uh, Dante, I remember you told me this a couple days ago after the RPI loss. You moved on. It was a new week focused on union, got the job done. And now it just feels like a much needed win for the, this Bombers football team to build some confidence, especially heading into the biggest little game of the year and uh, the Cortica jug. 
Uh, yeah, to follow what you guys said, it was definitely a very important game. It was a must need. It was a big. It was a must need win to stay alive in the Liberty League for the hopes of bringing home a Liberty League title. And you got and Dante, you guys went out there and you took care of business, winning twenty six to seven, and pretty much dominated the whole game. And going into the quarter, Kajug, you gotta feel like the team has great momentum and they still have a chance to win the Liberty League title. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we had a, we had such an electric week of practice last week. Um, like Dean said, you know, after Sunday, going over film from RPI, that was it. You know, it was behind us, and we were looking forward to taking down Union last weekend. And um, just we had we had such a detailed week of practice. We played to the standard of Bomber football, and that definitely showed on Saturday. And again, kind of looking into the scores for that game for AJ Wingfield, nineteen of thirty-one, he almost threw for two hundred yards and a touchdown to Billy Tedeschi. And again, I know Jack Henry talked about where it was offense, defense, and special teams. And that really was true. All three aspects for the Bombers team showed up. Again, I went through Wingfield and what he did for Jake Williams. He also ran for a touchdown. You had Jalen Hines running for 62 yards. And those were, when you're talking about the offense, that was there. But for the rest of the points came from the kicker, Nick Monday. He went four for four on field goals. And he matched some history with a, a school mark that was set back in the 1960s. Again, four for four on field goals. The first time that's happened with Ithaca since 1966. And overall, it's just he really bounced back. And this was a game that he really had to show that he could still be that caliber kicker. Obviously, the RPI at the end of that game was something that not a lot of people want to remember. And he again... Like Dante said, they put that back in the rearview rear mirror and really just showed out four for four on field goals. And what are your guys' thoughts on Bahamonde's performance from Saturday? Yeah, I definitely thought that was a bounce back performance for him. I mean, this just shows why he's been an elite kicker for the Bombers with games like Saturday. Um, first of all, I'd like to say I'm grateful that we had Bahamonde, um, the best kicker in D3 football. Uh, a much needed game. I mean, listen. When you have a game where, you know, it's close game, you lose and you miss the field, miss field, it, it adds fuel, if you get what I mean. You know, it adds that, hey, I messed up, I lost, but you know what? New week, new game, uh, bigger game too, but four for four. I mean, what a great way to make up for it. You know, you move on to this new week, you defeat Union, you spoil their season, you go four for four, you match history. And now, like I said, heading into the Cortica jug, Cortica weekend, you're feeling good. So I'm happy for Nick having a bounce back weekend, a much needed back uh, bounce back weekend too. Yeah. Um, in sports, you know, obviously nobody's ever perfect, but what makes somebody truly special, I believe is how they overcome struggles and get, they get back on the horse and they're able to continue to continue to strive for excellence. And Nick has done that this whole season. Obviously he had a little hiccup with that missed field goal, but he didn't let that stop him. And he kept going. And I know Nick, I've known Nick. I have a class with him. He lives in my building. He's about, I think a floor above me. And Nick's always a great guy. He works hard. He's always nice. He's always willing to help out people out. He's a great, he's a great guy. And I'm very happy for him. And let me tell you guys, from the outside in, it, it seems like Bahamonde you know, was the, the beginning and end to that, that RPI game. But there was a lot, there was a lot of what ifs in that game. And, you know, for, for the pressure in that moment for him to be able to overcome that this week, uh, I commend him for that because, like I said, it wasn't Bahamande that lost the game. It was all of us, you know. It was, you know, the attention to detail around. So for him to come back and, and perform the way he did, it's, 
that's Bahamande for you. Yeah, Dante, I agree very much with what you said that the way when you lost the game to RPI, it wasn't just on him that had the team effort. I mean, that shows, yes. Yeah. And it, Dean, you can keep going. Yeah, another thing is with this uh, Union game, too, I want to talk about the defense. The defense had a really strong showing. Uh, the defense has been amazing for this Bombers team all season long. Um, but they, you know, they looked really good this past week in three sacks, an interception, two fumble recoveries. Um, it just looked like the Bombers. Everything was clicking for the Bombers on all cylinders, especially in terms of defense. Um, we mentioned on the show, hey, Kyle, we mentioned on the show last week, it's going to be interesting to see how the Bombers' defense matches up against the Union uh, wide receiving core. And it was going to be interesting to watch the battle of the line of scrimmage. And it just felt like the Bombers did everything right for, in terms of defense that game. Yeah, 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 Dean, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Dante, I have a little bit of a question for you. And I'm curious, I'm curious about how this happened. Obviously, as we mentioned before, you guys are still alive and you have a chance at the Liberty League title. On the sidelines during the Union game, was there any was there any scoreboard watching a little bit? As we know, RPI against St. Lawrence. If the, if RPI lost, the Liberty League title would be the would go to the Bombers. So how how did you guys you guys completely just focus on the game? Were you worrying about what what else was happening? What was the what was the atmosphere? What was the attitude of the team on the sidelines during that game? Honestly, we weren't we weren't worried about anybody but ourselves. And you know you could you could tell by how we played that game. Um, halftime, you know, some of the trainers had the game on, so we got a little, little bit of an update um, on that St. Lawrence uh, RPI game. And then, you know, right after we we got our dub and celebrated the victory, we were all in, in the locker room on a couple on a couple uh, cell phones watching the end of that game. I think it went into double overtime. Uh, so, you know, we were we were on the on the edge of our seats there, but uh, we were we were focused on ourselves from Monday to Saturday afternoon. We, it was all about the Bombers, um, and you know it it sucks that you know we weren't in control and and um we couldn't end last weekend with a liberty league championship but we did what we had to do and if we go out and and finish next weekend i think uh, uh the odds are in our favor for sure yeah definitely there's many, there's many jokes that uh st lawrence they missed the field goal that you guys should have driven bahamundi down there so you <laughs> take it to... <laughs> yeah yeah, and at least for that game for Ithaca, it was the final Liberty League game they had on the year, and they ended up taking down Union 26-7. to And again, talking about that defense where coming into the game, Union had averaged 30, around 37 points per game, and then after 60 minutes at Butterfield Stadium, it was only seven points for them on the scoreboard. And again, for the Liberty League, that's it, at least for Ithaca this season. For the rest of the Liberty League, one game that's going to be very important for Ithaca in terms of what happens for playoff implications is Union and RPI, where RPI, if they lose to Union, would secure Ithaca the Liberty League title. And now we're going to switch over to kind of looking at Cortland. And normally I feel like with Cortica and whatnot, it is something that's really on the back of your mind and at least for, for this season, I feel like, and at least on this show, we haven't really like kind of, we haven't really talked about like Cortland besides mentioning Cortigo. So this is the first time we're really doing that. And looking at them this year, if you look at their record, they are undefeated. They're nine and oh, they're six and oh in their conference in the Empire eight, four and oh at home, five and oh on the road. And 
They're coming off of a big win over St. John Fisher, 55 to three, where on the offensive side, Portland scored 55 straight points and 55 unanswered points until St. John Fisher got a field goal in the fourth quarter. And kind of just the bouncing off of that, I was looking a bit, or I was talking with Nick Monday, who's in one of the classes I'm in with Jack. And one of the things that he was looking at was kind of the, when it comes to the schedules and how hard the schedules are around all of D3 football, not just the Liberty League and not just the Empire 8. And he was looking at the chart, and one thing that really caught my eye was Ithaca was ranked number eight when it came to the hardest schedules in the country in D3. And this is out of 249 teams. And he was looking at where Cortland was on that list. And it's down a lot more. They were near the middle of the pack around 141 out of 249. So when it comes to the, the schedules leading up to Cortica, I feel like Ithaca has the advantage. I don't know if Dante, if you'd like to kind of talk about this, but from hearing about that, does that kind of, what is your reaction to that in a way? Listen, man, the only thing I can tell you is that we're battle tested. You know, we, we, we've been in a bunch of dog fights. Hobart was a dog fight. Brockport was a dog fight. You know, those are great teams that, um, that we, we were able to overcome this year. And honestly, I, <clears throat> I have nothing but confidence in our guys. Uh, the strength of the schedule that I didn't know they were there out of a hundred, out of 200 teams, they were down on, you know, number 100. And, what did you say? 140 something? 141. 141. That's crazy to me. I, I didn't even, I didn't know that. Uh, and to me, that speaks volumes, you know, the, con- the kind of competition you play truly, uh, it, it reflects the, uh, the caliber team that you are, you know, they should be, they should be beating teams by 40 points. Um, but, uh, the plan is if we go out there and do what we do that, you know, we'll show them what it's like playing the Liberty league. Yeah. And for the rest of the crew here, what are your guys' thoughts to that? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, when I spoke to Swanstrom earlier, an area of concern was that Cortland is averaging 47 points a game and on defense, they're averaging only six points a game. But Kyle, to your point, you said that the competition is 141st part of schedule for Cortland, as opposed to the Ithaca Bombers being eighth, and records are pretty much identical between the two, but Ithaca doing it with a much harder schedule. So that should set up for a very interesting game this Saturday. I mean, who would have thought it would have came down to the last week of the season? I mean, listen, Jack Henry, you got to love this type of stuff. Last week of the season, all the drama, everything, all the storylines, Cortica jog, you you know, but – To answer your question, Kyle, I mean, you know, seeing how much how Corlin has outscored their opponent, especially going undefeated, it is it's mind blowing. But seeing also 141 out of 200, it's also like, you know, you got to also look at the uh, competition they're playing. But here's the thing, whether it's I'm going to try to say it's the best way possible, whether you're Ithaca, whether you're Corlin, it's all about getting a job done. It's all about winning games. I mean, you know, look at the Bombers. It doesn't matter if they have the eighth tough schedule, even though it is good that, you know, you play tough competition and shows you can get the job done in general, when you go on that field, it's not about, Hey, I have the hardest to eat schedule. It's Hey, it's all about getting a job done and finding ways to win. And obviously it's what the bombers have done. But um, like I said, you know, it does speak volume seeing their strength of schedule, but at the same time, it's more so about getting the job done. You can't, you can't, you know, it's some of these things. If you, you know, if you make guys, this, you guys may disagree. It's, it's, it's t- this is the type of stuff, you know, you kind of need to overlook it more so, you know, hey, it's all about the upcoming game. 
It's all about getting the job done and winning on the field. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree with what Dean said more in any sport. I mean, obviously, does it help if you have a weaker strength of schedule? Obviously, it does. But at the end of the day, you still have to take care of business in any sport in the NFL. For example, let's say two teams are they say the Patriots are tied with the Chiefs at like at 13 and three. But two of the Patriots, two of the Patriots wins were against the Jets. It, it doesn't matter. Like a win is win. A loss is a loss. It doesn't matter who it's against. You got to take care of business. Yeah. And I kind of, I understand the sentiment and I do agree where again, you, you could look through all the stats and this is, this isn't just for, for Cortica. This is just in general, you could do all the prep you want and you could look through really all the stats that there that's out there. But when it comes to playing the game itself, none of that really, none of that really matters. It's about going on the field. It's about performing. And I know Dean, you're raising your hand. Do you want to continue with that point? I was going to say the game's not one on paper. The game's one on the field. And, you know, you can't overlook this type of stuff. And, you know what they say in the NFL, Jack, any given Sunday for the bombers for anybody, it's every, any given Saturday. That's all you need to know right there. Definitely. And I know for, again, we were mentioning earlier on the show where when it comes to Cortica itself, it hasn't happened for a while. 2019, again, MetLife Stadium, we were mentioning it before, D3 attendance record over 45,000 fans. And I feel like we can kind of switch more to where, we again, we know what Ithaca's done and we know what Cortica, or Cortland, rather. I've almost I've mixed that up a few times. What Cortland's done. But now I kind of want to switch into see what the, the atmosphere is like, or at least from a player perspective. And again, Dante, you were on the team in 2019, what was again? I know you mentioned it earlier on the show. Can you can you describe what Cortica is and what it's like for someone who would be hearing it for the first time listening to the show? Yeah, you know, I, I think I think the the purest part of of Cortica is <clears throat> the students, the fans, the alumni that are able to come together on that Saturday every year and you know relive their glory days, so to speak. You know, it's just you're able to go out there and even if you're not a fan of football, it's it's a tradition. It's an event. It's more like, you know, like a, a huge social gathering. It's just the energy that the crowd brings. It gives us life, you know, like to us, it's just another game. That's how we have to look at it. We've, we've done a great job of, of this season of taking every everything week by week, game by game. And that's the same pro- approach we have this week. But um, to be at, when you're out there on the field and you feel the energy of the crowd and even the energy of Cor- of, uh, of Cortland's crowd, it's just it's unmatched. You know, it's a uh, it's a rivalry that you, you can't compare elsewhere. So I think that's that's really the best part about it. Everybody's just coming together and, and having a great time. Now, Dante, I want to ask you, you know, you're a senior, you're running back. How does it, um, how does it feel, you know, like I said, two years later? And, you know, you're a senior now. This is um, your last year in Ithaca, and you're, you're going to be part of the court at a good jug. How does it feel? You know, it's like, hey, I'm a senior now. I want to go out with, with the jug. You know, I, how do you, how do the, I'm, how, I'm trying to word this to the best to my ability. How are the emotions heading into this weekend? Well, listen, Dean, believe it or not, the best part about this for me is that I, I'm coming back next year. Mic drop. You know what I mean? I, I can't wait. Uh, that's probably the – 
the one positive thing I can take from COVID is that it gave me the opportunity to to reset, recalibrate, and replan my future. So I'll be I will be coming back next year, but you know that's not the focus. The focus is this year, um, and I I don't know how to I don't really know how to put this, but for me it's more than Cortica. It's an opportunity to take down another undefeated team and make a run in the, in the playoffs, NCAA playoffs. That means more to me than anything else. You know, Cortica is Cortica. We are going out there and doing what we do. That's for the fans. The fans go out there and they have a great time and it's an experience. But for us, this is business trip. Go out there, get the job done so that we can continue to play ball and, you know, make a run for another title. Love to hear it. Love the attitude. Absolutely love that. And again, for for Cortica, it was the again. I, I keep go, I keep going back to the weight in a way. And for it's been seven hundred. It's going to be seven hundred twenty eight days coming this Saturday. And again, I kind of want to switch over to what has that weight really been like as a player? Where again, you were involved in twenty nineteen. And then 2020 happened, and then now 2021, you get another opportunity at it. Carries a lot of weight, you know. In 2020, most of us are are out there on our own in the trenches, you know. Whether it be for me, I was I was in my basement grinding every day. I was working construction full time with my father, um, waking up early, hitting the field, hitting the gym after work. You know, there were just a lot of long days. And um, coming back last spring, the opportunity to play some football, it was great, but, you know, not the same because it's, for, since I started playing football, it was the longest break I had from not playing the game, you know? So it just, it carries a lot of weight because you put in so much work in those, that year and a half of, of off season, you know, you put in so much work, you break your back, blood, sweat, and tears, all the above, man. And it's all for the love of the game and for the passion of going out there and achieving what you want to achieve. So, you know, just this opportunity is second to none. I'm so, so grateful for it. And uh, I just can't wait to continue to put all that hard work. I can't wait to, to shine light on all that hard work that all of us did in the offseason because it shows, it shows. Again, it's been a wait where you haven't been able to play for that, but it's also been a long wait where you've been able to train, you've been able to, to get better, you've been able to work more as a team as you've been able to do coming up to this Saturday. And it's going to, I believe that at least for, for this team and for, for both sides, it's really going to show out and I'm looking forward to it. I know everyone else here is looking forward to it. it I feel like Saturday is going to be a good game. What do you guys think? Yeah, I don't know what I think. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I definitely think Saturday is going to be a good game. Looking forward to it. Dante, how about you? Hey, man, you already know what I think. We're going to go out there and do what we do. It's another business trip, another opportunity to show what we got. It's going to be a great day. That's the perfect mindset right there. Um, I'm just really excited to be, you know, witness the Cortica jug again. Like I said, uh, begin the episode, it feels like it's been a while, but we're back. Um, it, it just feels great, you know. Heading into enemy territory, well, heading into enemy territory, but it just feels great to, you know, witness the Cortica jug again, you know, definitely watch Ithaca football. 
quotation yeah it, sh- it should be a lot of fun for bomber nation going out there and cheering you guys on i'm sure the atmosphere is going to be electric it's going to be loud and it should be fun especially for jc and kyle who haven't experienced that so it should be i hope you guys really enjoy it and try and savor it because you'll never get these moments back yes do you have any final thoughts in regards to Cortica coming up on this Saturday and what about the game or about the atmosphere? Oh, yeah, uh, I'll start. Uh, to go into a little bit of the game, we haven't talked about a lot of the keys for the Bombers' success. I'm not going to go too crazy. I think a big, key, a big key, I think, for defense is stopping the quarterback, uh, Breeze Sagala. He's having a great season, 26 touchdowns, only three interceptions, and a 69% completion percentage. So this game is going to be heavy, heavy on the defense. And just like the last game, it needs to be a well-rounded game, offense, defense, and special teams. I'd have to agree with Jack right there. I just think everything needs to be clicked. I know we say different things like last week, it's, you know, bombers, secondary versus the union wide receivers. This is just the game where it feels like everything needs to go right for the bombers. You you can't really label one specific thing. It's more so like, you know, like everybody needs to be great. You know, you got to play great and, you know, obviously, if you want to win a football game, you have to play great. So this is especially when you're playing in the biggest little game of the year. This is the this is the game where it's like everything needs to go well for the Bombers. So I think, like you said, Jack, uh, I agree with what you said, but I also think everything else along with that is key. Yeah, certainly. I mean, this could come down to the team that's more disciplined as well. I agree. Yeah, Again. This is a fragile game, you know, it's not everything is going to go our way, but as long as we execute the details our standard will end end with a win. Again, it's been an amazing season for both Ithaca football and for Countdown to CTK for early speaking for Dante Garcia, Jack Casello, Jack Henry Sissio, Dean Gudick. I'm Kyle DeSantis. This could be the, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to predict anything, but if everything doesn't go out the way it could be this may be the final week for Ithaca football this season I'm not trying to again predict what's going to happen but there are some playoff implications up in the air again for Ithaca if Union defeats RPI Ithaca takes the Liberty League title if RPI takes down Union it's going to be up to the committee and again I just want to thank really everyone for putting a lot into this this show And again, speaking for everyone involved with Countdown to CTK, I'm Kyle DeSantis. It's Cortico Week here for Ithaca Football. Have a good day. Yeah.